بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده my brothers and sisters one of my very dear friends asked me this question with regard to zabiha and eating something which is non-zabiha and with specific reference to chicken and turkey uh, in America and he said to me that uh, there is a fatwa given by one of our organizations here to say that in America you can eat chicken and turkey without uh, worrying about whether it is zabiha or not because by default it is slaughtered meaning that the throat is cut and um, if it if that is done by a christian or jew then it doesn't matter whether he said bismillah or not this is not a requirement for them now so my friend asked me um, you know what do you think of this fatwa uh, would you eat and would you recommend to others to eat i want to begin with uh, talking about this in a very fundamental sense because i want this to be absolutely clear and i want to do that as simply as possible my first question therefore to myself and you is do we want to live our lives pleasing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing whatever it takes to please allah without any limit whatever it takes to do whatever it takes to please allah do is this what how we want to live our lives or do we want to play games with allah skating on thin ice uh, skating by the boundaries hoping that nothing will go wrong is this how we want to live our lives now to help us to um, understand that let me narrate for you uh, a hadith which is narrated both by bukhari and muslim and therefore it is among those hadiths uh, which are muttafaqun uh, alayh which on which everyone is is agreed upon and that hadith rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is narrated by uh, ammar who said that he heard Nu'man bin Bashir radiyallahu anhuma both of them all three of them say that he heard Rasulullah sallallahu saying al halal bayyin wa haram bayyin wa bainahuma mushbihat wa bainahuma mushtabihat aw mushbihat and then later in the same hadith he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa man waqa fi shubuhat Rasulullah said which means what is lawful, what is halal is evident and clear and what is haram, unlawful is evident and clear and between them are doubtful things which many people do not know. So he and of course in all of these things he means he and she if he who guards against doubtful things keeps his religion and honor blameless and he who indulges in doubtful things indulges in fact in haram things in unlawful things just as a shepherd who pastures his animals who grazes his animals around a preserve around a sanctuary will soon pasture them in it if he is close to the boundary of the sanctuary some of the sheep will go across the boundary Beware, every king has a preserve, every king has a sanctuary and the things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared unlawful um, as haram are his preserves, are his sanctuaries. Beware, in the body there is a piece of flesh, if it is sound, the whole body is sound and if it is corrupt, the whole body is corrupt and that is the heart. 
Now, my brothers and sisters, the issues in all of this are very, very clear. And that is to say, how seriously do I take the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Let me narrate for you three more ahadiths. One from Sayyid Muslim, narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. Rasulullah said, he mentioned a man who was on a lengthy journey, disabled and dusty. And then he extends his arms to the sky, he's praying, he's you know, raised his hands and he says, Ya Rab, Ya Rab, Ya Rab. And Rasulullah said, his, however, his food is haram, unlawful, his drink is haram, his clothes are haram, and he has been nourished with haram. So how will he be answered? And this is in Sahih Muslim. So food and drink being haram is quite clear, which means he is eating stuff which is not permissible, which is haram, and clothes being haram could mean both things. One is that his clothes are uh, non-shara'i, they, they expose the body parts which are supposed to be hidden. Also that these are from unlawful means of earning. And therefore Rasulullah was saying, how can your salah, how can this man's dua be accepted when he is in this state? Second hadith, narrated by Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, he reported that Rasulullah said, Sa'ad, make sure that your food is pure. He said, make sure that your food is pure. And he said, by doing that, by making sure that your food is pure, you will become one whose prayers, whose dua uh, is always answered. Make sure your food is pure. By doing that, you will become one whose dua, whose prayers are always answered. And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I swear by the one in whose hands is my soul. I swear by the one in whose hands is my soul. Verily, when a slave of Allah throws down a haram morsel, into his heart, into his stomach, no deed of his is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for 40 days. Sa'ad reported that Rasulullah said to him, Sa'ad, make sure your food is pure. By doing that, you will become one of those whose dua is always answered. And he said, وسلم, I swear by the one in whose hand my soul lies, which means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Verily, when a slave of Allah throws down or eat, meaning eats a haram morsel, he throws down a haram morsel into his stomach, no deed of his is accepted by Allah for 40 days. And the third hadith is Abu Bakr reported that Rasulullah said, that body will not enter Jannah that has been nourished with haram. That body will not enter Jannah which has been nourished by haram. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu to enable us and help us to do that which is pleasing him, which, which pleases him and to save us from that which does not please him. Because my brothers and sisters, a day will come when we will be called to account. And on that day, regretting what we should have done is worthless. 
the uh, hadith by Sahabi Abu Waqas which I narrated is from Tabrani and the hadith of Waqas Siddiq is from Bayhafi. Now, we come to the issue of this fatwa to say that uh, a chicken or a and they have, they have restricted that to chickens and turkeys because they say that uh, cattle and sheep and so on uh, they want to make sure that they are actually slaughtered because sometimes they just um, or a lot of times as a matter of fact they just you know, by, by stunning or something electrocuted and killed that way and so the, so therefore that meat would be haram but we need to check whether it is slaughtered now I will, along with this, I will ask Omer to send you a link to a very detailed lecture of mine called Fatwa or Taqwa, Earn and Eat Halal. And I suggest you that you should please listen to that whole lecture. Now, I don't want to repeat all of that here. It's not required. I just want to ask one question or one additional question. Because one question I asked you already, which is, do we want to live our lives pleasing Allah or do we want to play games with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Now, assuming that our uh, aim is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to please ourselves, not to play games with Allah, but to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If that is our goal, and inshallah this is true, I would like to believe that about myself and all of you, then the simplest thing to ask yourself is this. Which is, is eating chicken and or turkey, is this something which is life-saving? Is it something which, um, if you don't do, you will die? Obviously, sorry to keep asking you dumb questions, but I think these dumb questions should be asked. Obviously, it is not a life-saving drug. It is not something that if we don't eat, we will die. If I never eat a chicken for the rest of my life until I die, nothing will happen to me. And so also the same thing to you, right? So also with turkeys. So it, you are talking really about eating something which is non-essential, number one. Number two, we are not talking about never eating chicken for the rest of our lives. We are, talk, we are just talking about one particular occasion. I go to a restaurant, like somebody invites me to their house, I see some chicken somewhere. Uh, I have to decide for that instant only. Should I eat it or not eat it? Right? Now, what should I do? The opinion that if the chicken is slaughtered by a Christian or Jew, it doesn't matter. It is halal by default. Um, they need not have said Bismillah. And uh, they don't normally uh, you know, take the names of their gods and so forth. So therefore, it is halal. This is one opinion. And people believe that. But everybody, including the people who gave this opinion, right? Everyone, including the people who gave this opinion, they believe and hold to be true that an animal, whether it's a chicken or a turkey or, a, or, or, or one of the cattle or sheep or whatever, right? Any animal which is halal, if it is slaughtered by a Muslim, who said Bismillahi Allahu Akbar, then this animal is halal and it can be eaten. There is no difference of opinion about this opinion. 
that zabiha which means that the animal was slaughtered by a muslim who said bismillah allahu akbar and then slaughtered the animal in the correct way which is used a sharp knife without any nicks and so on in it and he cut the carotids and the jugular vein now there is no difference of opinion about this so as i said in the beginning you've got a choice on the one hand accept an opinion about which there is a lot of conflict and difference of opinion there are many people who say this and that and so on or accept an opinion which on which there is no conflict of of, of uh, opinion there is no difference of opinion every person every muslim scholar or not accepts the fact that zabiha is halal you have these two choices which one will you pick and that's why i close the loop back to do you want to please allah or you want to please your own nafs your own desire and as context i'm telling you we are not talking about doing this or making something for the whole of your life we are talking about this is a decision that you will have to take in a particular instance by all means eat chicken until you start crowing like a like a rooster i don't care right eat chicken until you start laying eggs but eat chicken which is halal and what is absolutely without doubt halal a chicken that has been slaughtered by a muslim saying bismillah allahu akbar everything else it's a matter of opinion it's a matter of doubt and remember the people whose opinion you are following will not be standing with you when you meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if the opinion remember also an opinion is an opinion a fatwa is an opinion a fatwa is not a is not the law it is not the hukum it is not the ruling it's an opinion it is what one scholar or a bunch of scholars uh, think and decide about a particular matter ruling is given only by allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam nobody else so an opinion does not change a ruling and what is the ruling the ruling is if you ask ask anybody ask anyone including the scholars who gave this opinion what is the correct way of slaughter in islam right ask this specific question what is the correct way of slaughter in islam and that person who's answering you if he has any sense of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his life he will say the correct way of slaughtering in islam is that the animal must be slaughtered the animal itself must animal or bird itself must be halal and it must be slaughtered by a muslim who said bismillah allahu akbar right he may add or she may add and saying however this and this and this you say forget about however i'm just asking you what is the correct way of slaughter in islam period there is not one living walking talking muslim who will say anything other than what i told you which is the correct way of slaughter in islam is for a muslim to slaughter an animal which is itself halal by saying bismillah allahu akbar and cutting the throat cutting the carotids and the jugular vein using a very sharp knife now we have this opinion we have this ruling we have this thing which is absolutely certain we are also looking at all the ahadith which i mentioned to you where if you eat doubtful stuff you are going directly against the ruling of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam who said leave that which is doubtful 
for that which is not doubtful. Leave that which is doubtful for that which is not doubtful. He said, the one who falls into doubtful matters has actually fallen into haram. And I gave you the hadith and I gave you all the references and everything else. Go look it up yourself, if you don't believe me. So you've got this on one side, you've got absolute certainty on the other side. And the liability is that your du'as not accepted, your actions, your ibadat not accepted for 40 days, every time you eat something doubtful. Ask yourself, given that you are a Muslim, given that you believe you will die, given that you believe that you will stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and answer, which choice do you want to choose for yourself? I will leave that to you. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمة الله